This is Daily Devotions Best Of with Pastor Tim Dodson from JF Believers Church. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting jfbelievers.com. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 6. Verse 24 says, But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you, you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe when men speak evil of you, for their fathers did the same thing to the false prophets. Now suddenly here in Jesus changes his tone. Jesus now speaks of those who will fail the test. Those who live for today. Those who forget that as children of God, we are to be just sojourners here, just passing through. Those who understand clearly that we are now reborn for something bigger. Jesus speaks to those who seek to have it all here in this life. To those who seek after riches instead of the kingdom. To those who desire to be full at the cost of lost souls to seek after all their joy now. Our instant society becomes our eternal death. In living this way, we attempt to live independent of God. We're trying, therefore, to be self-sufficient however poorly we might manage it. It seems we want to live both ways. We want it all now and eternally. And no matter what some churches will tell you these days, as they attempt to rewrite the Word of God, it's simply not going to happen that way. By giving as Jesus gave of Himself, we live long and we live full. We live eventually eternal. Verse 26 says, Woe to all those of whom the world speaks well. Now this does not mean we should purposely throw away our reputation and seek to offend people. I mean, to think this way would run contrary to the requirements of a pastor that we read of back in 1 Timothy 3.7. In that verse, we read, Moreover, he must have a good testimony among those who are outside, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. But to live to please the world is to live without pleasing God. One cannot have both, even though money will spend a lifetime, or excuse me, many will spend a lifetime trying to find a way to do so. Verse 24 of our text says, But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you, you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will weep and mourn. Woe when men speak well of you, for their fathers did the same thing to the false prophets. But I tell you, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. To him who strikes you on the cheek, offer also the other. And from him who takes away your cloak, don't withhold your coat also. Now Jesus herein in this passage is laying out, well, the parameters of supernatural love. This will be our greatest and most effective weapon in the battle that is before us as disciples of Christ. For the apostles also, and for any of us that uh, seek to serve God today, 
this is not uh, the world. This is not the love one finds in the world. No worldly love is the love that is emotional and, well, in reality, is merely affection and earthly compassion. The love Jesus gives is supernatural and parental. It is a love that is unconditional and often without reward or without reciprocation. It is a love that incorporates discipline, correction, and expectation. The love that Jesus speaks of here is to his apostles, and it's a love that carried him to the cross. Those who hate you for the Christ in you will be many. If you just hate them back and seek to do them harm, you will eventually be consumed with the cancer of bitterness. The Bible has much to say about that. Such love as this does not come naturally. It is not always pleasant or easy. If it does, it's not Christ's love. It's a love that comes forth as a byproduct of the focused life Jesus has already prescribed for these new servants. Verse 30, we begin, Give to everyone who asks you, and don't ask him who takes away your goods to give them back again. As you would like people to do to you, do exactly so to them. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive back as much. But love your enemy and do good and lend, expecting nothing back, and your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, for he is kind towards the unthankful and the evil. Therefore be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. So, what we read there, in light of the love already described, speaks of Jesus elaborating on the manifestation of care. While we would never want to take away the impact of this passage, we must always, uh, always also remember the context in which it was delivered. Verse 30 is to be obeyed in light of the love that God gives and practices. This love does not give money to a junkie or a car to someone who doesn't have a license just because, well, he needs it, and it doesn't uh, uh, speak about uh, giving housing for a lazy or rebellious man or, or even a ministry position to the unfaithful. When we, when we get into trouble, when we confuse God's love with earthly love, we can, if we fail to understand the difference, we can actually do more harm than good because they're not the same thing. That being said, we also cannot say we love people unless we put that love into action. Such love is going to exist. It's not free. It will cost time and money and effort. It is the kind of love that Jesus expresses towards us. This is the love that often must be sought from an indwelling Holy Spirit. This is the grace that he wants to pour upon us. 
That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Tim Dodson and Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com. Thank you.